And we are back with the Way of Rock podcast, episode 39. With me is Jack, and we just, we stretched out Rockfest into a whole segment. We did. Three-day festivals did. will do that. But and, there's, uh, uh, go ahead. I was going to just say, um, I'm tune in for part two after, post-Rockfest. I'm sure that'll be a... Oh, yeah, we're going to run that, this right down. In fact, I might even do a, we, we might even try to do something while you're there where you can send me updates be, or something yeah well yeah or i mean i could probably just uh, finesse the the uh, login of the account and save the middleman step but, well yeah but i was i was just oh. trying to think of some easy way to so you don't have to 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 worry about you know internet access battery power that's true. and things like this that's true so um, i'm perusing youtube the other day as i do okay i like to uh I like to watch, I like to watch music videos, you know, videos of live performances, especially where there's no live music right now. I'm, I'm all those people that have annoyed us for years, taking videos at concerts. Now they're the most indispensable people in the world because we have <laughs> all of these awesome videos taken at, at shows over the last several years. And YouTube likes to suggest things. Often you, they suggest crazy political stuff that I just skip. And then, but they don't suggested, watch it right I, yeah oh well, yeah it, that's a whole different argument with with youtube <laughs> which as you've mentioned i think is a, a an apple tv thing i don't like when it plays whatever it wants next i don't like the autoplay feature so i turn it off i, yes, I don't do. i want to choose what i want to what i want to watch but on the apple tv apparently uh, the turning off the autoplay does nothing it still just will play another video so I like to look at the recommended and, and see what, what it's choosing. And it, it showed me this, uh, this band called Smith Kotzen. And I was like, well, there's not too many people named Kotzen in the world, especially the world of music. So I was like, it's gotta or be Richie too Kotzen. Too many people named Smith. <laughs> right. So I was like, it's gotta be Richie Kotzen with a new product project. So let's check it out. Turns out the Smith is one Adrian Smith, who you might remember from such bands as Iron Maiden. Yes, so, not to be confused with the Iron Maidens. Right. Which we, uh, so Richie Kotzen and Adrian Smith have a new album. It came out March 26th. And the single that, that they had the video for that I saw was a song called Scars. Yes. And it was a just a real groovy kind of bluesy rock and roll tune. Um, we all know that Richie Kotzen can sing. He was famously in the band Mr. Big for a while. I looked up his, his bio earlier. I, I knew a fair amount about him. But I was I was wanting to know more. Um, he was briefly in Poison in the '90s, which unfortunately knocks him down a couple of pegs for me. But <laughs> you know, the guys he was only 21, so he didn't know any better. Um, it's but kind of like um, oh, sorry, hate to sorry to interrupt you, but it's kind of <laughs> like if you look at the. Uh, are you familiar with the Bullet Boys? I am. They're another one of those if you, terrible if you, late '80s. If you look at the Bullet Boys uh, alumni, <laughs> there's a lot of like recognizable like jason hook formerly of five finger death punch was affiliated with them for a bit interesting there's like a lot of those yeah it's one of those uh, one of those you know horrible bands that people get a start and then as soon as they can get a real job they do that um so yeah richie cotton was apparently in poison for like a year or two when he was 21 22 years old i had zero idea of that but he's a fantastic singer and a, and a, a brilliant guitar player um, Adrian Smith, as we all know, playing with Iron Maiden, another brilliant guitar player. On this song, Scars, they they trade vocals back and forth. They do. Uh, and Adrian actually starts it off, and he's got a real like soulful 
very, very cool voice that I didn't know he possessed. Adrian Smith runs into the Mark Tremonti issue where Mark Tremonti, if you've ever listened to a Tremonti song, you know that Tremonti is a great singer. It just so happens he's in the same band as Miles Kennedy. Right. It's the same thing. Adrian Smith, great singer. He's in the band with Bruce Dickinson. And apparently he does um, a, a fair amount of background vocals, which doesn't always mean anything because Eddie Van Halen used to do background vocals and then he got to sing one Van Halen song and it was cringy. Um, now I'm going to pause you one more time because uh, I don't know much about this band other than when I looked up uh, Richie Kotzen earlier, it said that he was affiliated with the. Was he a real member of the Winery Dogs or was yeah, that a... Uh, the Winery Dogs, I was going to bring them up. Okay. was a threesome it was richie Kotzen, billy sheehan on bass who is a monster bass player and mike portnoy of the uh dream theater yeah who's quite the a, drummer yeah he's quite the drummer so you had just this this trio power trio they only released one album back in like 2012 i've been waiting for another winery dogs release for almost 10 years now because it was a fantastic album um billy sheehan of course with richie Kotzen and mr big so that's how they know each other. Uh, okay. Billy Sheehan's one of these guys. He's like the Eddie Van Halen of bass players. He's just a, an amazing bass player, but he's never really been in a, a solid, like he's never, it's almost like his talents have been wasted. He's never been in like a great band. I, I first came to, well, Winery Dogs was a great band, but. That's not what I was going to say. Um, did you? I'm, I, I, uh, did you, are you comparing him to Eddie Van Halen? Did I just make that up? No, no. He's he, watched this man play bass. Well, okay. No, no, that wasn't my issue. It's just the way you said, like he's, he's, uh, like Eddie Van Halen. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, I didn't mean it and that then, way. And then I, proceeded to go like, yeah, no. he's never been in a real band. And I, I was I'm, like, hold was, on. I'm saying somebody with his amazing talent should, yeah. should have been in a monster band at some point in his career because he's an amazing okay. bass player. I first came to to know Billy Sheehan from when he was in, when David Lee Roth left Van Halen, here's the tie in Eddie Van Halen. When he left Van Halen, he released a solo album and his guitar player was Steve Vai and his bass player was Billy Sheehan. Now we all know that David Lee Roth without a brilliant band behind him is just terrible, but- David Lee Roth with a brilliant band <laughs> behind him is sketchy. And, and that album was fairly cheesy, but it had some amazing playing on it because Steve I, you know, Steve, Steve I, I. and, Steve and I. Billy Sheehan on bass. So there, there was, yeah. And they only were on that one album. And then of course, David Lee Roth's solo career went directly South. Um, but yeah, Billy Sheehan and Richie Kotzen and Mike Portnoy put that one album. If you haven't had a chance to, to listen to that album all the way through, please do it because it's an amazing album. But yeah, I, I listened to this album full, you know, all the way through a couple times. It's it's a great album. I'm I'm really happy it came out. It's it's so weird that these projects are coming out in this time and and not. I mean, they're obviously not going to tour, um, and so they probably just kind of did it almost for fun, and turned out a, a you know fantastic album of of nine songs, which is good, you know, solid rock and roll just trading guitar licks back and forth both of these guys know how to play guitar it's it's a good album smith Gotson. so my question is do you are you familiar with um the band behind them at all i i am not i meant to look it up okay. before we started and i have not 
I would like to take a deeper dive into this album when we both had a chance to really give it yeah. a listen. So maybe we'll maybe we'll find out more of the information on that. Okay, that works. Um, is it is it Gojira time? It is Gojira time. All right, Gojira. Um, they recently released uh, the single Amazonia, and that uh, and now Gojira is doing the thing that bothers me as much as I love Gojira. They're doing the thing that bothers me where. The three singles are the first three songs on the track or not on the album. <laughs> They're just releasing them in order. Yeah. So when the album comes out, I'm going to have to start it at Hold On, which is the fourth cut because the titles are out. Start, uh, start it at uh, the fourth cut and then just throw the three on the end. Um, I say that jokingly, even though I kind of did that with Avatar. Let I me heard, ask uh, you this. Okay. Um, I meant to look this up before we got into it too, but I, I did look it up a little bit and I didn't see any information. Is the hue on this song? I don't know. There's um, some hue type stuff going on. I, I would have to give it another listen. I haven't listened to it as much as I listened to the other two when they came out just because, but I have, I listened to it today. I've listened to it in like a few times. I actually didn't notice that. Um, yeah. Give it another was, listen. And, and about three or the, three quarters of the way into it, it it's like uh, the, the hue is, is joining in. Okay. I, I will, I will uh, look into that. Cause that could be really interesting. I would think that the hue is um, big enough that if it was featuring either the band or, you know, one of the guys, it would, it would, it would know, say something. It would say something. Yeah. But, but yeah, it really gave me that, that vibe that, that the hue yeah. is involved with that somehow. So let me, so this album comes out at the end of this month. So April 30th, um, it's called Fortitude. And I'm, I am very excited. I'm excited for any Kojira things but the their three singles so far have been awesome. Amazonia is right in that, um, right in that tier. It was interesting because they released another world and we didn't hear from them for a bit, um, and then they released these two singles pretty recently. So, uh, born for one thing, I think we talked about that either last episode or maybe the one before that. But we have talked about. It, I'm pretty sure. Amazonia though, another one. It's right in that Gojira. This album, I don't know if they just changed directions kind of after their not last album, but the album before that, um, if that was, I can't pronounce that, something savage or savage, it's in French. Um, But the last two albums, Magma and now Fortitude, seem to be very similar in the sense that it's less of a, uh, like it's still this like rock and heavy metal, there's still the Gojira vocals, but I don't even know what you would call what Joe DePlantier does, because I don't want to call it a scream but i also don't want to call it right it's this very weird thing that like only he does it is and that's that's um, kind of something i dig about it it's a very unique sound for yeah. him but that was something that they really started doing like making their the prime because he's he's always done that but that became like the prime vocal that they used i think on the last two albums um of course i say that i I'm very familiar with the recent Gojira, early Gojira. I'm still a little sketchy on, so I don't know that much about it. Um, but yeah, I'm, I am excited for this album. Uh, I don't know how much there is to talk about uh, this single. So if you want to hop to Crowbot. Well, I'm excited for Crowbot because that's a band that you actually turned me on to when you saw them open for Motorhead a couple of years ago. Yes. And they are, uh, they're, they're just a, a solid you know, straightforward rock band and fun to watch. Good vocals, yeah. good music. I, I really, yeah. I really dig that 
that I'm glad you get to see him this summer. I, I will not, but, uh, yeah, I dig this song a lot. Okay. Cause this was the uh, kind of the first one and it, it does pain me because the, the Crowbot album from, I want to say 2019 was one of the best albums released that year. I feel like that was top to bottom. I listen to that album to this day. I love that album. I don't know if this is a product of something that I'm going to have to listen to a few more times, let it grow on me or the last album was so good. And this just isn't quite that. So I'm a little low on it, but when I was listening to it, it kind of just like, it was a good song. It was a fine song, but didn't it didn't grab, really huh? didn't reach out and grab. It didn't do anything special. Like the last album did that entire, every song did something like between some, something lyrically or the riffs were really cool or, and he's got a great voice and I don't want to say the riff isn't cool. or doesn't have a great voice in this song, but it's, it's kind of hard to explain. I, I, uh, after last album, I was kind of, when I saw that there was a single, I was expecting a little bit more. Um, and I didn't really, didn't really see that on that one. And this is the one that has Frank Bello on it. Correct. It does. Yes. Frank Bello is the bass player of Anthrax. Yes. So that's seemed to add up. Okay. Um, I didn't really notice his presence and maybe that's just because I've only give, listened to it once or twice. So like I said, give it a couple more listens. Maybe it'll grow on me. Maybe I'll find that the baseline is sick and that I was sleeping on it. You know, there's a, a lot of things that can happen throughout more listens, but. So what do you think about this new, uh, Wolfie Van Halen song? We talked, we was, texted about it last week and never really had a conversation about it. So which one are you referring this, to? This because is I, uh, Don't Back Down. This is the okay. video that I sent you. Okay, because I listened to all of them today. Um, again, oh, the whole album just out? To, Well, no, there's four oh, okay. singles up. That's what I thought, yeah. Okay, so I listened to it today. I think Don't, Don't Back Down is probably my favorite. Um, but it's, so after, like, Distance was released. And from the looks of it, like, Distance is the last track on the album. I don't think distance was like this wasn't a planned song or anything that's something eddie passed right, away right. And exactly wolfie threw yeah. that together and i don't want to say that's prevalent but i would say it's probably the weakest of the four songs uh, yeah I, I agree it's a, it's, and, and that's not what i was expecting I, from uh the wolfie you know long-awaited wolfie solo project either i, yeah. I did not think that, um, that was going to be an album of that yeah and it, even if it was i would have been fine with that because i did like the vibe like that sounds terrible because i i don't mind that like very sad kind of like slow rock vibe oh yeah you don't want um, a whole album of it it's a whole album is it's not the end of the world though that's what i'm i would be okay with that it, but and, and this one it didn't seem that it really put forth wolfie's talents i mean he's yeah and he's an amazing musician and now i will say the jimmy fallon is that when he played it was he i don't remember what show was on whatever Kimmel, Jimmy, Jimmy Fallon, on. one of them that was a really good performance it really was um yeah i was singing about that today and i almost wanted to i might have to go back and watch it sometime today and he's, really he's a surprisingly good singer too he is yeah but don't back down i think is my favorite of the uh releases so far that one and you're to blame i really like a lot but yeah they he put a lot more uh kick into it than i was i don't know if I it's got a, I it's got expecting. a cool riff and did did you watch the video because the, the, if you haven't watched the video you have to watch the video i did but it's it was i watched it whenever you sent me the video um like that night so it's been been a bit 
Well, the the joke of the vid, not the joke, but the gimmick of the video, I guess, since Wolfie probably played every instrument on this record is they're in the studio and Wolfie, different Wolfies keep showing up to record the song. And it's just Wolfie, you know, it's obviously the the trick editing. He's dressed the same every time. Um, He keeps showing up and the producer's there and he's like, oh, hey, Wolfie, how's it going, Wolfie? And and then he'll take his place behind the, either the bass or one of the guitars. They're waiting for Wolfie, the drummer, who's late. And he, he comes stumbling in. Sorry, guys. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry I'm late. And everybody else, roll, all the other Wolfies roll their eyes at him. Um, then they play the song. And in the, in, the, in the control room, you have Wolfie, the producer, and the, the other assistant producer in the back. And they finish the song. And lead singer Wolfie looks up and he's like, all right, how was it? And producer Wolfie is like, oh, it was great. And then he turns around to assistant Wolfie and says, that was terrible. Can we fix it? <laughs> and, and assistant Wolfie just puts his, you know, rolls his eyes and is like, yeah, yeah, we will fix it. And producer Wolfie turns back around to the band and gives a thumbs up. And so it's, it's just a very humorous, as we yeah. know, Wolfie's got a great sense of humor. Wolfie does have a great sense of humor. Um, and it fits with this song, which is, like I said, it's got a very cool riff. Yeah. Good it vocals. Was, Just a good rock song. I think throughout, like when Distance was released, I think I kind of like forgot that he was like, I don't know if he was like how much he was involved, but he was at least at the very least touring with Tremonti, which means he was playing heavy music. Right. And he was, he was doing, he was doing that. I think he then, just played like, on the album. I don't know if he toured with him, did he? I think I seen, I think the first, not the first album, the second album Cauterize, I think he might've been on that tour. I, I also, I, I don't fully know. I feel like I've seen a video where he was there live though, but I don't know. I'm, I'm not, don't quote me on that. Um, he was involved with it. He played something and that's all that matters. But yeah, I, cause then this happened and I was like, Oh, I forgot you can do this and you're a pretty, pretty talented musician and so yeah i'm excited for, I'm, I'm more excited for this album now that i've heard these three tracks than i was originally because i'm now i'm like oh this is gonna be a rockin album and we keep calling it wolfie oh. the band's name is mammoth wvh but that's awkward so i'm gonna call it wolfie wolfie it's wolfie it is so this uh, next one i was i was listening to the apple new rock playlist and this is just one that that popped up that caught my attention this is a band from fresno which of course is in California, a band called Haunt. And I looked them up. They're a fairly new band. It looks like they've been around since like 2017. Yeah. Uh, so I listened to this song today um, for the first time. And I get a lot of like classic metal vibes out of it. Um, exactly. We were talking about that, that the other day, yeah. me and, me and your, uh, your Rockfest Plus One. And I see this person thought it was Iron Maiden, which made me laugh in a way because the vocals don't sound anything like Iron Maiden, but the twin lead guitars really did have that vibe. Yeah, this was, so is this just a, um, I didn't look too into much is this album. Oh, the, the full album's out. Yeah. The full album okay. is out. And, uh, okay. The, and again, this is the first I heard of it like two days ago. So I haven't yeah. looked into it too much. But the band again, they're they've only been around a couple of years, but they've got like five five albums. Okay. So they're hustlers. They are hustlers. And the 
the song that we're talking about is called Face of Danger. For some reason, I cannot get... There we go. Nothing technological is uh, is cooperating today. <laughs> but, Beautiful Distraction so is the name about, of the album. Yeah. Um, one thing I will mention is I do like the album cover, or like at the very least their logo, because it is very 80s metal-ish. With yeah, that, it is. Um, and, and that goes... We're going to talk about this next week because this is a thought, a thought I had yesterday while I was listening to a lot of these songs about about cool logos and band names and rock and roll imagery and something that I feel has kind of disappeared because there's really no albums anymore. But now that vinyl is coming back, maybe that type of thing will come back. But but yeah, I, I got I got I have a million thoughts about that. We'll talk about that yeah. next time. Yeah, but uh, this was a this was a really cool song because you sent it to me and I was like, I don't know what I'm listening. Like you told me to listen to it before the show and I'm listening to it. And I was like, this is, this doesn't sound like something released in 2021. It does not. And that's um, why I wanted so, to kind of have you listen to it cold. Yeah. I so I am at that same reaction that I did. I am good. I'm excited uh, for, for next time to give this full album a few listens in and come back with a, like a full report on it. And I feel like this is a band that under normal times, we would probably catch on a side stage at a festival somewhere. Yeah. So maybe, maybe we'll, um, we'll hear more of them, possibly see more of them here in the future. And so uh, the last kind of single we have to talk about is, uh, is our boys in monster magnet. Who... Yeah. This surprised me when I saw this pop up on that playlist. Cause I, don't think they've had anything out in at least 15 years. I could be yeah, wrong looking, about that. Looking at maybe uh, it looks like they had something in 2018. Um, actually, they've had a, a couple things come out like 2015 now. But yeah, nothing because they had their uh, song Space Lord, which is a, a big song that album Power Trip. Yeah, kind of late 90s, 90s. They didn't really have nothing really stick since then right and this is a um, band i actually saw this band in in that time period like 97 98 um they were at a, a smaller festival in the town that i was living in and this was a band this was a festival of of 90s rock bands like Candlebox was there um i think local h might have been playing so think think way back point fest and that's kind of what this this particular festival was the seven mary three i believe was there okay um but monster magnet played and they played in the daytime so um but we we went to get a little bite to eat from one of the little food truck things the concession stand the, the, everything there the, this was not a, a permanent venue so everything that was there was just a like a food truck type type thing and we ended up spending the entire set standing in line because they ran out of food but they weren't telling people they were out of food and so when you got up to up. the window they would say all we have is funnel cakes and now, i thought to myself you couldn't have posted a sign or had one of your employees just somebody come out and shout out the window hey by the way everybody all we have is funnel cakes if you don't want a funnel cake don't bother standing in line disperse yeah no they waited till you got up to the window so i i took on that job myself I turned around and told the the hundred people or so behind me, "Hey, they're out of food. They must not have thought anyone was coming to this show. All they have is funnel cakes." And, I see. and, and then the people at the food truck got mad at me, and I was like, "Well, you made me miss a, an entire Monster Magnet set because 
you know, you ran out of food yeah. and didn't tell anybody. And, and Monster Magnet's a band that um, they're not like, I wouldn't really think of them, but if I saw them, at a, if they were at a festival or if they were an opener, opener somewhere, I'd be really, I think, it'd, or they had a, a show at a smaller venue that's like easy to pull off, I would be really Oh, totally. In and, they're, and they're that kind of level of, I think they're kind of a, a they're from Jersey, I believe. And they're just they kind are. of that, that bar band kind of, you know, they all wear black leather jackets and, and look scary. Yeah. Kind of like that one day um, we saw open for Slash. <laughs> Hillbilly Harold? Yeah. Except for Hillbilly Harold. His band. Except for Hillbilly Harold. His band, his band like... was so cool. His band was so cool. It's unfortunate that Hillbilly Harold himself is Hillbilly Harold. Um, but, but that's yeah, what Monster Magnet a... looks like. It's just all dudes in black leather and dark and shades. Aviators, yeah. Right. So this was a really cool song. Uh, as I mentioned, like Monster Magnet's just like you're you we keep talking about they're just like a cool band i don't know a lot about them but i've seen music videos they're all dudes with long black hair they play their music um is another cool they kind of got a little sut like they're from jersey but they have like a, that kind of hard southern rock sound to them uh yeah, yeah i think like is, biker music yeah this is one that i am when this album comes out i'm pretty pretty excited to give that a listen yeah, another, uh, another good uh, album art. Yeah, I was about to say this album art's crazy. Um, it almost looks like a Rings of Saturn album cover, which is a lot. You, that doesn't mean anything to you, but uh, check out Rings of Saturn uh, cover arts. But uh, yeah, it's just bright colors and a lot of things going on. And it's shout outs to that uh, the artists there. So you added uh, Devin Townsend. I did. I didn't want to go. I didn't want to go too in depth about it, uh, but Devin Townsend released his acoustic series or his acoustic album. Yeah. Um, but the main thing that I wanted to mention is that it's called Devolution Series Number One, acoustically inclined. So I don't know what that number means. If it's, I don't like I, looking into it. I don't know if he's just releasing a few live albums or if he's really because he's already released two live albums this pandemic alone. Um, but this is the, or he's released releasing a few acoustic live acoustic albums. Cause he's been touring acoustically re recently. Um, but if you have been able to catch a Devin Townsend acoustic show, it's basically that um, I know whenever, after we saw him open for avatar, there's a lot of songs that I liked, but they aren't acoustic. And I couldn't really find like a good video of that acoustic version, mainly uh, love the strapping young lad song because that's a strapping young lad song. It's a heavy metal song. Uh, but this one, you get to get that cool acoustic experience. And same thing with Deadhead. That's another one that the acoustic version is really cool. So I just wanted to throw that out there briefly. Devolution series number one, if you like Devin Townsend, you like acoustic things, either or, I would highly recommend checking that out and keep your eye out in case Devolution, Devolution series number two comes out eventually. So we'll nice. see. We do enjoy the acoustic Devin Townsend. We do. That was such a cool show. It really um, was. I mean, he had jokes. He, he's, yeah, and, he's an amazing performer, you know, singer, guitar. Talk about a dude that can not only sing great, but also play guitar like a wizard. Evan Townsend yeah, he, fits that bill. And he's one of the, like, he's one of those guys that he can give you this high-pitched operatic singing voice, or he can go into that deep, strapping young lad, cookie monster voice, and he just does them back and forth over and over again um 
And yeah, it's it's just him and an acoustic guitar, and I don't even know if he had like a drum machine behind him or anything. He he did. He, just, I, he I don't think he did. He did plug in his Mac. I remember because he did. The man sets that, up his own I, equipment, so he might have had a little bit of of back backing beats. I I don't seem to remember, but he had to have that Mac for something. I want to um, say the Mac was more for his like effects and his vocal echo and. Yeah, that could be that. too. Um. Yeah, it was just him, his guitar, his Mac, and his little stuffed animal Timmy. Yeah, his little stuffed animal, his stuffed sloth. That's what it which was. He let, he, he let the crowd name, and we settled on Timmy. <laughs> now, one last thought about that. Was that the same show where that, uh, that like, horror movie rock band played? I feel like remember? that was the same show that the two guys came out, and they played guitar but also had like electronic music playing. Okay. So yeah, they were thinking of the same, thing, okay. same people. I have no idea um, what they're called. Neither do I. And then that was also the 68 was the opener. Yeah. Opener. I was going to ask you that if the 68 was there too. Yeah. They've also got a new song out, but I, I don't know. I, I was not that into the 68 when we saw the them. 68 wasn't that great as like their music, but they were a really fun live band. They were fun. Weren't they the ones I, that, that he took apart his drum kit while yeah, the show they, was still going? Yeah. Well, um that's kind of their gimmick to disassemble their stuff while they're still playing i don't i don't know if that's their fully their gimmick because i don't know anything about them so i don't want to confirm that but i'm not saying you're wrong um but yeah it was because at the end they were i want to say what they did because this was a few years ago now at this point so it's been a bit i want to say what what they did it's because it's a two-piece i think the guitar player slash singer had his he played a riff and he had it going on the looper of right. like the, the final song and then the drummer just kept playing the drums to that riff and then he slowly like he started taking away the tom right, right and then right. eventually he was just left with the bass and the snare and the this hi-hat but then he took the snare so then he just had the the hi-hat and the bass and he was just playing the beat with that i mean it's kind of a cool it's kind of a cool thing to do if you have to break down your own equipment yeah to, to kind of work then, it into the show like that yeah because uh Cause that's the main thing. Cause when that was happening, we were like, this is awesome. <laughs> but, and I mean, I, I want to say they're kind of like a hardcore punk band. Yeah. Yeah. They were very um, punk. So if you're, if you're into that hardcore punk uh, style, go ahead and give that new 68 song a listen. But yeah, like we said, we weren't really into the music, but that was a fun little end to that show. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, I think that does it. It does. Was, I I, was, I know we, we, keep, we keep talking about wanting to get into this Rob Zombie album and we're gonna. Oh, because we're, it's, it's we're good. Going but to. I want to talk about yeah. the whole album. That and this uh, Smith Kotze yeah. album. I want to I want to talk so, about yeah, that we'll, whole album. So we'll do that next time. We won't we won't we won't time, we yeah. take we won't take uh, three and a half weeks off again. I think we I think we've settled into a groove schedule wise. So we'll we'll be back with a regular show much much sooner. That's been my biggest frustration yeah. in the last six months or so is we haven't been able to nail down some consistency. Do we want to, um, before we fully end it, do we want to mention our fallen comrades? I, I, yeah, I was, I was going to. Yeah, okay. April, we're, okay. we're, we're recording on April 5th, which is, uh, weirdly enough, the date that both Lane Staley from Alice in Chains and uh, Kurt from Nirvana both passed away. Obviously not in the same year. Kurt was 1994 and Lane was in 2002. For some reason, I always think Lane was later that year, more like in June, but it was, it was April 5th. Kurt Cobain, 
I always have this date wrong for him too, because it wasn't really announced to the public till April 7th. So I always have okay. that date in my head, but that's just when they found his body and, and announced it to everybody. So it's, it's just weird that both of those guys both died on the same date, both just these, you know, monumental vocalists from, Seattle. from the nineties from Seattle. Yeah. Both from the same yeah. town, both obviously had their same similar demons with, with heroin and, and the other crazy stuff that goes on with the Pacific Northwest, you know, just runs rampant up there especially in the music community in the early nineties. And if, 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 if that sounds kind of like an overstatement, there was actually before the whole Seattle boom, there was a a documentary made about street kids in Seattle. And I can't remember the name of it for the life of me, but it was a, a, a documentary about the street kids of Seattle made in like, I don't know, 89, 90, 91, maybe, but it, it really touched on that whole thing that the Pacific Northwest back then just had this, this just huge problem with street kids and, and heroin and, and, you know, the whole thing. So obviously they're not the only city in the world that has that issue, but, but it was kind of a thing in that era, you know, produce some amazing music, but you know, at a huge cost, cause not only those two guys are gone now, but you know, Chris Cornell's gone and you know, it's just a, it's a, it's a shame that, that the stuff that those guys went through made such great music, but obviously at a price. So yeah. Yeah, April fifth, we lost both Lane Staley and Kurt Cobain. It's just a just a weird thing that it was the same day. Yeah, uh, I don't really have much uh, much more to to add to that. But all right, then we'll say goodbye. I do want to thank you for listening. You can email us at it's the way of rock at gmail dot com. Check out our socials. We are on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter mostly active on Instagram, although I'll be honest, I've kind of taken a, a social media break over the last couple months. It just, something about it has has just gone. It, it seems like no matter what your your social media, you know, theme is, someone's going to turn it into, hey, now I'm going to show you all my political conspiracies. So <laughs> it gets a little annoying. So I, I don't use that as much as I as I used to, but I'll, I'll try to get back into that. We do have a website. It's the way of rock.com. And that's where you can listen to the podcast or buy yourself a t-shirt. And if you want to do that, you can use our promo code T W O R save yourself 15%. So we will be back sooner than three weeks from now. That's my solemn promise. Yes. We'll make it happen. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll talk to you next time. Hey everybody, it's the Way of Rock podcast with Jeff and Jack. We are on episode 39. How you doing, Jack? I'm doing all right. Uh, the last like 12 hours has seemed like everything that could possibly, not like everything. I've had like the most minor inconveniences that I've had in a while. And so I've just been uh, mildly aggravated since since basically I got home from uh, from Easter. I've been just annoyed that's gonna happen it's and uh and to tie into it like it's little things like whenever i uh when when i went to go get lunch earlier today when i went back to the building my key card wasn't working and sometimes it does that um just now we were having our issues before the show it's just uh it seems like yeah the tech issues we're having before the show are especially frustrating to me since that is kind of my my field of expertise but and doing tech support 
over the phone, internet, you know, email, text, any of that is, is always challenging. Yeah. But, but yeah, I'm a little annoyed that we couldn't get going what we want going, but we're going. But we're going and it's okay. Yeah. But yeah, I've just been, I've been all right, but I've uh, been better. A little, a little frazzled. Well, like, that's right. Uh, we're we're, we're going to take a little escape here and, and talk music. Music is always a good escape. And there is a lot of music to talk about. There is a ton of new music. It's like we're just being pummeled by new music. Now, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be honest. Uh, I'm going to be doing, a, I think I might be doing a little, uh, a little you impression from last episode on this. Interesting. Well, let's, let's, uh, let's get into that in a moment here. First, yeah. I want to let everybody know that we are sponsored by Anchor. We're going to have a, a whole live read in the middle of the show, so I'm not going to, not going to do a long ad here, but we are sponsored by Anchor, which is the easiest way to make your own podcast. It's absolutely free. Go to anchor.fm or go to the Google Play Store or the App Store on your iPhone. Download the app, and you can get started right away, absolutely free, recording and uploading your very first podcast. All right. Business All right. is out of the way. So Business is out of the way. Tons of new music coming up. I mean, tons of me. Uh, I, I can't, we can't even get to, I want to do a rundown of a couple of, of full albums, but there's so many new singles out that it's yeah, going to take up all of our time here. Yeah. But, uh, before we, before we get into the music, do you want to talk about, um, what's going to be happening in Wisconsin this summer? I do. You are going right. to go to your first multi-day festival live music is returning live music is returning not knock on fake wood knock on fake wood i don't know if my wood is fake or real but i'll knock on it regardless but um, supposedly there's going to be a live three-day rock fest in wisconsin not their first one they do it every year yeah they do but, rock fest. except for okay. last year of course but it's one of the bigger rock festivals in the country three days it's and uh and you're going yeah, uh, so you say three days. It is three days, but there it's is actually a, a three days in a bonus day. Yeah, three days in a bonus day. But if you get the three days pa three day pass, you're welcome to the bonus day in which we are. Well, not you, but I am. My party is you and your plus one. My plus one. So the thing that I want to talk about before this is um, today, the Texas Rangers had had a forty thousand full capacity. Uh, crowd at their baseball game interesting um, which is like the which is like the first thing that is that first time that's happened in a in a hot minute so i think that'll give a kind of a general idea of what might happen with as more crowds starts you know right more things like that start happening texas of course uh i don't remember his name but mr texas i'm gonna call him made did the whole thing where he removed the mask mandate and he's trying to open up the state a hundred percent and so the texas rangers kind of had that uh that option to get a full crowd they do have masks still that's what i'm expecting at this because i can't imagine like a festival at half capacity i don't think makes any sense because it's not like people are going to be socially distanced they're just going to be the crowd's just going to be right less long, real, right you know be a smaller crowd closer to the stage so, but I'm imagining there's going to be masks required. I can't imagine they're going to be able, be able to enforce it just because 
Uh, it's going to be one of those things where they're going to have to satisfy the lawyers. So they're going to say yeah. masks are required. They'll probably take your temperature at the door and they'll do a cursory, you know, do you have a fever? You know, that kind of thing. I, yeah. it probably won't be too extensive because it would take forever to get everybody in. Yeah. But they'll probably do a little bit of that just to say, Hey, we, we did our thing and then leave everybody up to their own devices. I mean, we, we've been to a million concerts and, and festivals and we always bring up Kansas city's rock fest where they didn't there try wasn't. to stop it. Yeah. Obviously it was before, you know, COVID, but that first time we went there, people were bringing in literally anything they wanted. Yeah. They would just give it's, you a, a slight pat. And, and as long as you weren't carrying like an AR 15, you were probably going to get in. So, and then my, my other thing is, um, it is going to, it does seem, uh, by the summer, I imagine there's going to be a lot more vaccinations available. So they might do the thing where you, I don't know if they would have announced this already. I don't really know much about it other than the lineup, but, uh, yeah, that, they, they would have definitely put that on the website. I wouldn't even worry about that. Um, so, but, but more importantly, this is a, this is a, like an all-star game of a lineup that they've got for this. Festival. It is. Yeah. That's what I was going to. So um, our six headliners that we're looking at, I'm going to call them headliners, the the big fonts. Night one, uh, we got Rob Zombie Stained. Night two, we have Limbiscuit and Snoop Dogg. Night three, we have Corn and Danzig. Um, now, I will say, out of the those six, I'm probably most excited to see Snoop Dogg just because I haven't seen Snoop Dogg before. I'm very excited to see Danzig. Haven't seen Danzig ever. I want to see if he's that small in real life. Oh, he but, is. Um, but uh, the main thing that I want to talk about is, like, I, I like Rob Zombie, Stain, and Corn. No one cares about Limb Biscuit. Um, <laughs> I know, I know they're the headliner for a reason, but Limb Biscuit. But I really am into the side stages for this. Um, not really the side stages, but like the uh, yeah, the secondary. Smaller, yeah, right, right. No, there, there's some good ones. So, night one, uh, we are looking at Theory of Dead Man who I'm kind of, I'm intrigued by. I don't know if I'm need a whole theory of a dead man set, but I'm, I'm intrigued to see. Why do um, I feel like, like, I know that that band came out kind of in the early two thousands, mid two thousands. What don't they have a connection to like another band? What, uh, what am I, so, what's my memory of why I think they sound familiar? Um, I don't fully know. I my introduction to Theory of a Dead Man happened on Sirius XM with I think it was their last release. So I I don't really know like pre 2018 Theory of a gotcha. Dead Man. I okay. Mean, yeah, and I could be imagining, uh, I, but I feel like Theory of a Dead Man has a connection to an existing band. They might they have a I think their big song is called like Bad Girlfriend. Yeah, Bad or Girlfriend. Something. That, that was their 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 first, you know, big big single. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, we, we we can move on. It just that yeah. uh that for some reason I I think they're connected to another band, but but maybe not. Uh Santa Sonia uh, is on that. Santa Sonia, and we have there seems to be a pit system for this, and uh we were able to get uh pit passes for Santa Sonia. So not for every band, but because they separated them by band, you bought purchased them for band by band, and we got uh the ones for Santa Sonia, which is really cool because uh, big Adam Adam Gontier fans here uh, at the Way of Rock. And, and as we mentioned yesterday, 
Mike Mushek's going to have to do double duty. Yeah, that day. Mike Mushek's going to have to do double duty because he's got a side stage scene of Sony, and then he's going to get a little break, and then he's got to come back on and do, do change the clothes, stuff. change clothes, tune his up, tune his up, tune up his guitars, and hop on the stage show. Yeah, he's going to be he'll be he'll be a little tired that night. Yeah. Um, then also a band that I'm this one I'm really excited to see is I'm excited to see Fozzy. Um, Fozzy, of course, is the band of WWE superstar. Not WWE. He's not with them anymore. He's famed for them, uh, Chris Jericho. But he's the singer of Fozzy, and he's like an actual singer. It's not really just, uh, oh, this guy's got a name. Let's attach him to our music group and move on. Like, it's his thing. Uh, he likes making metal music, and he's a pretty darn good singer. So I'm intrigued to see that. Um, he's a heck of a front man. He's I'm he developed that I assume by talking in front of crowds for 20 years. But uh yeah, I'm I am excited to see them. Their last album was really good. So yeah, I've only heard a couple of Fozzie songs, but they're they I enjoy them. They're fine. Yeah. It's one of I, those like, bands I, that like the initial introduction to me is I would dismiss them immediately just because of I, oh, some wrestling guy has a band. Great. But I will say you're right, he he seems to be a pretty good front man. He's uh uh, a good personality and I enjoy the music. So yeah, they could use um, a better name. Every, again, all, all band names need to be run by me. Uh, so then the last band that I'm really intrigued about on uh, the first day is Carnifex. Now you probably don't care about Carnifex at all. I know my plus one's definitely not going to care for Carnifex at all. Carnifex is one of the two deathcore bands that I can, uh, I can really listen to. I listened to their 2016 album today while I was cleaning. Interesting. Um, but yeah, it's them and Whitechapel. They're the only two deathcore bands I can handle. But uh, I know it's more interesting that you're into Carnifex or that you were cleaning. I had a, I had to get, it was stressing me out. I was upset from being upset. So then I was like, all right, we're going to, we're going to clean. So then night two, we're going to. Well, hold on. Go back to night it. one oh, because you're, you're skipping over one that I would like to see. And you probably don't have a lot of familiarity with them, but uh, Blacktop Mojo. Blacktop is, Mojo. They're oh, a very fun okay. kind of Southern rock type band. Okay. So I, I think yeah. you will enjoy them. They're, they're in along the vein of uh, like a Whiskey Myers or a Shaman's Harvest or, or okay. one of these bands. And before you write us, I know it's Shaman's Harvest. We just like oh, to call them Shaman's Harvest because it's fun. Um, but yeah, they're they're a they're a hard Southern rock, you know, Texas hippie coalition, just in that style, I guess. So okay. I, I think you'll dig them. Uh, yeah, I'm not too familiar with them, but uh, I didn't dislike anything you just said to me. Um, so then there's also Fire from the Gods, which I think I'm very loosely familiar with. Which, but I'll, I still think it'll be cool to see them. But uh, then hopping over to night two, we have Anthrax, who I've seen a couple times. Uh, always fun to excited. see Anthrax. Always fun. Always fun to see them. Bad Flower is a band that I've seen. Yeah, I dig Bad Flower. I've only heard a little bit of their stuff, but I, I do like it. Yeah, they, they're they an interesting... They have a wide variety of what they produce. Some songs are like a little too much where it's... I don't really know, but then they have some songs where like... I think the lead singer's name is Josh. I might be making that up. They have some songs where he like really sings and it's a... They they have like this really good melody going on. Um, so some of their songs are hit or miss, but their good songs are really good, and I'm I'm excited to see them again. Saw them at the side stage of Point Fest uh, a few years ago. Of Mice and Men, 
we've seen before. We have. And do they have a new lead singer now? They do kind of. They uh they did the equivalent to whenever a whenever a, they, a head coach gets fired or a head coach retires and they just hire the assistant coach. I see. Because their their bass player has taken over singing duties, I okay. believe. Now are they um, down are they down a member or did Yeah, they, so okay. they went they went from five to four. Um we saw them with when they still had our Austin Carlisle and I can't really remember much about it. Did you, were you, did you dig that? I remember I dug it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and because, I'm always uh, annoyed because we've talked about this a million times. There's a band called of monsters and men. That's kind of a, a poppy folky kind of thing. And, the and I, I really feel like they should trade names here. See, I'm going to push back on that just for the s- reason being, of monsters and men sounds too tryhardy. I can like, see that. Oh, but, like, but of mice uh, and men sounds like the the John Steinbeck novel, which is very folksy and. Well, it, okay. I think of mice and men works for the other one, but I also think of mice and men works for this band because they are in that realm of kind of that uh, metalcore ish that a lot of teenage girls listen to whenever they're going through their dep- depressed phase in middle school. Did I just offend people? I might've. You uh, might've. So well, I was going to make a joke about how they did have to murder one of their members after he accidentally killed a, a bar fly. If, if you don't get that joke, then uh, go to your local library and check out of mice and men by John Steinbeck. What year do you read of mice and men? I think I read mine in sixth grade, but uh, that yeah. early. No, you didn't read I it that so. early. I think not sixth grade. I want to say it's like a 10th grade grade thing. Yeah. Ninth, ninth 10th grade. grade. That's I got ninth grade. I like pictured my freshman year teacher. And for whatever reason, sixth grade popped in my head, ninth grade. And and your plus one has never read it somehow. We should um, make them do that. I don't, I like we're being very secretive about it. Right. But uh, I, I probably would have cared about bad wolves before their singer. I think he got kicked out of the band or he left. They're not, they parted ways. But I don't actually think I would have. I don't. They have. I don't know. I, I Bad Wolves doesn't. They have like one song that's really cheesy, but it's it kind of catchy, so I'd be interested. But other than that, I don't really care too much about them. Uh, but then the last band that I the, there's two bands, two more bands on the second day. Like a Storm is a very intriguing band that we talked about a few times from uh, New Zealand, maybe. Yep. New Zealand or Australia, one of those two. They're um they use the didgeridoo. Ah, yes, I remember them. Yeah. them. I, yeah. I do I do know who you're talking about. And then finally we'll talk more about this band in a little bit. Crobot's gonna be there. Yes, you get to see Crobot I again. Got to see Crobot open for Motorhead a few years ago and they were awesome. So I'm really excited to see that. Going on to the final uh main night, uh this is the this one's kind of a heavy hitter. Chevelle, Motionless and White, Avatar, back to back to back. Um, Chevelle and Avatar, of course, bands that we talk about all the time. Uh, big fans of them here at the Way of Rock HQ. Motionless and White, I don't know a lot about. I know two songs by them, and I've overlooked them for the longest time because I always kind of grouped them into that uh, that middle school girl depressed phase. Yeah, uh, like Black Veil Brides, that kind of thing. Black, yeah, but the two songs, like the two songs that I've heard from them aren't there's not really any screaming it's or anything like that it's just kind of like this just a metal song so um it's a little it's a little poppy metal but it's not like 
poppy metal, if that makes sense. It'll be interesting uh, to see what their performance is like, because yeah, some of those bands, like in that genre, they they seem to try a little too hard when they perform. You know, they get their yeah. moves down and <laughs> stuff yeah, like so that. I, so it's... I am intrigued to see them. Uh, Gemini Syndrome and Through Fire, two more that I'm excited to see. And you've uh, seen Gemini Syndrome once, right? I haven't. You haven't. Uh, Why do I, I keep thinking you have? Because I've been to a Gemini Syndrome show. So you're very justified in thinking that I have. Ah. Um, that night, if so, this is a backstory. Uh, that was the show that Stitched Apart was at. Right. That um, that was the same night as that Panic of the Disco Weezer concert. Right. That tornadoes, town. tornadoes moved through town. Tor- tornadoes moved through town. The Panic of the Disco concert ended up getting canceled. Right. Um, but... I went to that show like I I knew of Gemini Syndrome. I was intrigued by them, but I went there for Stitched Apart. Um, and that was like the first show that I went by myself. But then we decided to I just we decided to leave early ah, before right. Gemini Syndrome yeah. played to uh, beat the weather and just get home. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. So, yeah, I've been in the crowd while Aaron <laughs> from Gemini Syndrome was feet from me, but I haven't seen them perform. Uh, gotcha. OK, so I. And I kind of regret it now looking back because Gemini Center is a really cool band. Oh yeah. And um, that was a club that only holds like 40 people. So 40 feet. Yeah. It would have been a cool show. It's no uh, longer there. No longer there. Yeah. But uh, get to see them again. The, the summer through fire. I want to say is the band I get, there's like four serious bands that I used to listen to that I get them all mixed up. Uh, it's like through fire, devour the day, uh, the two others I can't remember their name. I think Through Fire is the one that does a cool Renegades cover. Um, they kind of take that. They take uh, the stick song and they make it. They har- make it a, a hard rock Harder? song. And it kind of works. Um, I could be wrong there, but I, if it is, I would at the very least I like to see that live. And then finally, Hiro the Hero. I don't know if I really want to sit through a Hiro the Hero set, but I do know he's a madman on the uh, stage. He just does crazy things, um, so I'm I am intrigued by that. Now and the, then the bonus night, the bonus night's going to be fun. cool. It is because uh, in this the the bill doesn't line up with the times because Queen Strike is the biggest name, but well, then the Black Moods are the final band, but they're playing from like eleven thirty to one thirty or something ridiculous. Yeah, like I would imagine because if you look at the 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 the, the picture that you sent me, Queen Strike is. Kind the of, biggest name and yeah. the black moods is very small um, on the bottom also there's with these festivals it sometimes happens where even if a band is a bigger name if they've got another show to get to that's true they might play earlier to get to that other show yeah um, um but i would imagine they're gonna headline that night even if they don't I'm, i would imagine slaughter would which would give you an hour and a half to go get something to eat because <laughs> They're kind of like a, a poison from the, the late 80s. And we didn't um, even, speaking of poison from the late 80s, we even mentioned Steel Panther is uh, going to be there. But yeah, I don't consider no them cares. a real band. Right. Yeah. I, was, I, consider, I, I just completely skipped over that because yeah. I didn't want to be mean to Steel Panther right now. No, you but... can be mean to them. They're, they're you know, with poison <laughs> out of action, they're, they, they'll take the, the brunt of that from me. Uh, yeah. I, they're, they're coming here too. And I, I just don't even acknowledge that. Yeah. That's a, yeah. That's not even a thing. But the Panther stop outside of uh, outside of Queensryche, the three bands uh, we're excited to see is, as we mentioned, the Black Moods, 
uh, stitched apart. And then Royal Bliss, who I haven't seen, but you have. Yeah, yes. I saw them at Point Fest on the side stage a couple of years ago. Really fun live band. Uh, I that... think they're out of Utah. And uh, the, the lead singer wore a Cardinals jersey the entire show. And I was wondering if he was just pandering to the crowd or if he was truly a fan because it wasn't just a random Cardinals jersey. It was a powder blue Ozzie Smith jersey from the 80s. Mm. So, and it wasn't like... I mean, it was probably a newer jersey. I'm sure he hasn't had it since 1982, but it was that style, that V-neck style that they had. Okay. So, like I was the like, pullover oh. rather yeah, than yeah, like you. Okay. It almost seems like you would have to know what you're buying to yeah. to, to have that. It would not like he sent an assistant out to just get me a Cardinal jersey. Yeah. So I don't know. So but they, they were I fun to watch. What I don't remember what band I. Oh, that was, I think it was that was because, the pig uh, roast we were at. That was the why pig didn't roast, you yeah. why didn't you watch Royal Bliss? I think it was because I really wanted to see Shaman's Harvest play Dragonfly. Ah, that could be. Um, and I think the pig roast did that. Yeah, my, like Offset overlapping. The stage, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know if that's that sounds about case. right. And I think I I might have just been just chilling at our seats because I didn't want to deal with all that, and I didn't know, really know who Royal Bliss was, but. Well, they're very entertaining, so you'll you'll dig them. And of course, Stitched Up Hard is a band that you love, and Stitched Up Hard, yeah, it's gonna be cool to see them because I haven't I saw them twice in a span of like two months, and then I haven't seen them since then. Right. And they've got another album out since then. Um. So yeah, it'll be cool. It's gonna be at the very least. I think like I and like I kind of said this at the beginning. I don't have an issue with the headliners. It probably wouldn't be the ones that I chose. Like I like Zart Rob Zombie. Rob Zombie isn't headliner material to me. Uh, I'm excited to see Stain back in action. I am really excited to see Korn and Danzig. That night, that's going to be a great day. Um, and Snoop Dogg's going to be fun, but Limbiscuit, right? I like get. You'll, you'll have fun. They're entertaining. I know. <sighs> my, my question but is it, music aside, are you going to have the stamina for four nights in a row of concerts? I think I will. I, I'm a young, energetic buck, right? I don't know if, I don't know if the, I don't know if the plus one is going to be able to. I see. I don't think that'll be a problem. And maybe you're right. Uh, but we'll have to see. I, on the other hand, would not have the stamina for this. Oh, we know. (laughs) You don't have have a time with an all day festival. You don't have the stamina for a three band normal show, but, uh, I've I've left regular concerts where there's just an opener, a headliner. I've left those early before. I know you've you, like uh, we saw Shinedown a few years ago, and part of, partially because that was the weakest Shinedown show we've ever seen, and we've seen them nineteen times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was. Um, Speaking of no Shinedown, shade. they're going to be playing fairly locally here over the summer, and your plus one will be going to that. So with a different plus one, right? So we'll be getting a, a report back from Shinedown this summer. Do you um, a little off topic? Do you remember who the opener on that show was? The one we left early? No, no, no. The uh, Shine Down one that's going to be happening. coming up. Ooh, I do. Because I know it's someone that I'm my mind aware right of. now. It is. Yes, okay. yes, yes. Give me, give me, give me just a moment. Vamp about something right. else here for a moment, and I will tell you. It's a band that we. Uh, oh God, this. Is, when I say vamp, that means you talk. I know. Well, you kept talking. So uh, <laughs> if if if. if I didn't want to talk over you. If you want to hop it's into It's one of those bands that we often mispronounce the name on purpose. 
often i think we can look this up pretty easily and it's making me crazy um, that i can't think of it because it again it's one of those that we we say wrong just to annoy people yeah so we will hop to that eventually um but do you want to speaking of shine down the... real quick though i do want to okay. say that that the guys from shine down uh brent smith and zach myers have been continuing their smith myers tour this summer Yes, and I see that you remembered the band that, that we're talking about. I didn't but, remember it, but I found it. And you're right. Your analysis was correct. And you're going to be very happy. I am. Do, but, do you want me to yeah, go carry ahead. on? And I'll tell, okay. no, tell who it is. All right. Um, well, first off, I want to say yesterday we were talking about it with the plus one and her plus one. And I guess this without knowing it was right because they didn't know it either. But it is our favorite <laughs> band. It is Popeville. Popeville. Yes. Also known on the streets as Pop Evil, but yes. we call them Popeville because they are why opening not? for Shine Down. Yeah, you know, the the Brent Smith, um, Zach Myers tour is one I'd like to see, and they're playing smaller theaters, but because of the social distancing and whatnot, they can only do I guess partial capacity. So these yeah. shows are selling out just in seconds. So was there a Smith and Myers date near us? Do yes. You remember? Yes, okay. a couple of them actually. There was going to be the one in KC. And another one in uh, possibly like Omaha. I don't know. Somewhere somewhere okay. where it would just be a couple of hours away. Okay. Um, and we're running into this as well with our friend Corey Taylor, who's coming to a local establishment. And gonna... that, again, sold out in just mere moments because of now, limited my capacity. With that is, you would imagine that, you would have to imagine that Corey Taylor just the name has to be bigger than pops, right? I would think, yeah. You would think, and it, like that. Whenever I saw that, it bothered me because. But I was whenever like, I see guy... Corey Taylor videos, like on YouTube, they're always in. Like he he plays First Avenue in Minneapolis, which is a, you know, a similar type club. So I I, I mean, maybe that's just the level he's at. But yeah, I, I would have thought he would he could play something double that size easily. Because I mean, he played. I, I say the pageant for reference because um, I know the listeners might not. That was Stone Sour. Understand. We're talking. That's about that what, was Stone Sour. Three thousand, twenty five hundred. Three thousand. Yeah. yeah, in that range. So I guess, I guess, yeah, I would think that Corey Taylor could play that venue because that's about double Pops. Pops is eleven hundred. Even eleven hundred. I don't know what. Do you know what a uh, Delmar Hall? Do you know what Delmar Hall is? is like eight, like seven or eight. So it's okay. So it's smaller. So than it is smaller okay. than Pops. Yeah. Much nicer, okay. smaller. Much well, everything's much nicer than Pops. True. It is a great plug because Corey Taylor. When I saw Corey Taylor with Stone Sour, he mentioned Pops. He gave them a plug, and I love this joke. It's one of my favorite jokes. Um, he was like, because he's talking to the crowd. He's like, because apparently, I think Slipknot used to play Pops when they were. Oh, I'm sure when they were small. first starting. I don't know how they and fit 25 members on that tiny stage, but they probably didn't. Are uh, <laughs> their big drum cans and all that? <laughs> but yeah, he. Uh, the joke is. Um, he, he was talking about Pops, and he was like, yeah, guys, Pops is one of my favorite venues because you walk into the show, you play it, then when you leave, you don't know if you have chlamydia or not. <laughs> that is an and apt description. For, for those who have not been to Pops, that is essentially Pops. Pops um, is, is a sleazy strip club that doesn't have strippers. Yeah, and it's uh, St. Louis County has like their weird strip club law, so you have to go over in, into the Illinois side of right. uh, the St. Louis area for the strip clubs. Where there, so, where there are somehow like, no laws. Illinois has the craziest, like, 
like almost California type laws with everything except bars and strip except, clubs. And the last thing before we I, before we think uh, we hop into the the new music uh, is that the town that pops is in is called Sage. And there's two, I have two funny stories about Sage. We call it Sage, and that's because that's how it's spelled. It's with the, the French way where they put in seven letters that are silent. S-A-U-G-E-T is yes, the spelling of Sage. We, it's it's a man's name. Black, when we saw Black Label Society a few years ago, Zach Wilde kept calling it Sage, which we think is funny, and we call it Sage. When I saw Gojira there, Gojira's French. And Joe Duplantier, you know, he's in his French accent that I'm not going to reciprocate because I can't do it. But he's like, stop calling it Saget. It's Saget. It's French. It's Saget. <laughs> and he uh, yelled at the crowd. And then one more thing about Saget is if you see a show at Pops and you get a band tee, you there's a 50-50 shot. You might get St. Louis, Missouri on the back or you'll get Saget, Illinois, and you don't care. And you're like, okay, why did I buy this? That's yeah, all I that's, got. That, that, that is a weird, it's always weird when they do the, the dates on the back of a t-shirt and they, they don't put the major metropolitan area that, that it's in. They yeah. put whatever tiny little suburb the venue is in. That's yeah. Cause that's that always a, happens. That's at our an error of, of whoever designs those. They, they just look at the itinerary and they don't know any better. And yeah, yeah, they do that. All right. So we'll talk about new music. Let's get a break out of the way first. So we'll take a short break and come back and talk some new rock and roll.